Well, welcome to the Wonderful Words of Life radio program. God bless you today. I'm so thankful that you have tuned in. We're going to be in Mark chapter 7 today, and we're going to continue our study of the life of the Lord Jesus, both, both the things that he said and the things that he did. And, of course, we have to remind ourselves that what Jesus said are not his suggestions, but they are his sayings and his commands. So if we're going to follow Jesus, then we're going to follow his words. Amen. Praise God. Now, this particular section of the Gospel of Mark is concerns the parable that Jesus said concerning what defiles a man. So we're going to be talking about that today. We're going to be talking about what Jesus said concerning sanctification. And aren't you glad that the very moment that you got saved, that you got born again, uh, the Holy Spirit separated you from the powers of darkness and translated you into the kingdom of his dear son. Amen. Now, if that has not taken place, then that person has not experienced new birth. New birth is not just a change. It's not turning over a new leaf. It's not church membership. It's not even water baptism. There is no such doctrine called baptismal regeneration. That's just not in the Bible. Amen. That is something that man made up. The new birth is a spiritual experience where God takes you out of the kingdom of darkness and plants you into the kingdom of his dear son. Second Corinthians chapter five, verse 17, Paul said this, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. All things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. There is that radical change, that new creation, amen, where God takes the nature of sin out of you and he moves into and makes your spirit, your heart, uh, his temple, praise God. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, they all come and dwell in you in the person of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit now becomes, amen, that prime motivator in your life. And of course, Jesus sets up his reign and his kingdom moves on the inside of you and you become a child of God. Isn't that exciting? Amen. So if you're listening to this broadcast and you've never made the decision to ask Christ to come into your heart and life, I hope by the time this uh, session ends that you will do that. Praise God. I guarantee you, you will never be disappointed in serving our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Praise God. So before we begin, let's just have a, a short word of prayer. Uh, Father God, we're so thankful today that we live in a time where you're moving on behalf of your church, on behalf of your people. And so, Father, as we move along in our spiritual journey towards heaven, we want to remind ourselves that Jesus is our Lord and we are to obey him in everything that he said and in everything that we are to do. So, Lord, uh, help us today. Give us ears to hear. And, Lord, we just give you all the praise and honor and glory for that in the wonderful, powerful name we pray. Amen and amen. Well, praise God. All right. This is uh, in, beginning in Mark chapter seven, verse one. This is the parable of Jesus that uh, he spoke to the Pharisees and also within the hearing of his disciples uh, concerning what defiles a man. 
Uh, beginning in verse 1, it says, Then came together unto him the Pharisees and certain of the scribes, which came from Jerusalem. Now, they're following Jesus. They're, they're tracing Jesus. All right, They're coming down from Jerusalem, uh, and they're looking at this man called Jesus Christ. Amen. Now, at this point in the ministry of Jesus now, we're, we're at just around the midpoint, going towards the latter, latter part of the ministry of the Lord Jesus and his earthly ministry. Uh, there are now two groups that are gathering around the Lord. There are those who are following him, primarily his friends, uh, those that are supporting his ministry, uh, those that he have cho- that he has chosen to be his disciples and others who are following him. And then there are those who are opposing the Lord Jesus. They are his enemies. They have no intention of submitting uh, to his authority. Uh, they have no intention of following him. They are his enemies. They are, are attempting and will attempt to catch him in some way, somehow, uh, to discredit him with the people and then to destroy him. And so the, the storm clouds are gathering around the ministry of the Lord Jesus Christ. And so and we also find this to be true in, in this present day life. There are those uh, and I'll say it this way. My Methodist pastor many, many years ago said this from the pulpit. He said, no man can come face to face with Jesus Christ without it affecting him in some way. Either they will be drawn to love him or they will be drawn away to hate him. There is no middle ground when it comes uh, to Jesus Christ. Either we are going to follow him or we are going to oppose him. And in our lifetime, this is what our life will come to. Either we will come to the end of our life having followed the Lord Jesus or having opposed him. And so and we know the consequences of whether we choose to follow Jesus or whether we choose to reject him. And really, that is the basis of this teaching today in this parable. Amen. Praise God. So uh, so Jesus has two groups following him. Amen. Praise God. All right. Verse one again. They came together unto him, the Pharisees and certain of the scribes, which came from Jerusalem. And when they saw some of his disciples eat bread with defiled, that is to say, with unwashed hands, they found fault. In other words, they began to criticize. For the, for the Pharisees and all the Jews, except they wash their hands often, eat not, holding the tradition of the elders. The elders being rabbis who have gone on before them and who wrote commentaries concerning keeping of the law. And when they came from the market, talking about the Pharisees and the Jews, and when they came from the market, except that they wash their hands, they do not eat. And many other things they observe, which they have received as the washing of cups, pots, brazen vessels, and of tables. Then the Pharisees and scribes asked him, this is verse 5, why do not the disciples walk according to the tradition of the elders, but eat bread with unwashed hands? Now, notice that according to the tradition of the elders, which are the sets of writings, the commentaries concerning the law 
written by rabbis of the past. And these writings were held in high regard by the Jews. And they made the same mistake that many of us make today. We read the scripture and go immediately to the commentaries to find out where uh, men who we have come to trust have to say about the scriptures. And we pay more attention to the commentaries than we do the word of God. And this is not how we are to study the scriptures. Now, I like devotions. I really do. I don't pay much attention to devotions that other men write because I'm not really interested in what they have to say about a scripture. I'm more interested in what the scripture says to me. And so the proper way to study the Bible and to make sure that we always stay on the mark is, number one, to observe the scripture. And that means we read it, we study it, we look at the words, what do these words mean? We look at other translations. Well, what does one translation say? Well, what do other translations say? And we don't hold to different translations, but we want to know exactly what the word of God is speaking to us. And we study out these words. We do word studies and we observe the scripture. We try to get all that we can uh, concerning this one particular scripture or this one particular passage until we get a fix in our mind what the Word of God is speaking to us. And of course, there's always the prime element of the Holy Spirit who is always going to lead us in line with the truth. So we do this in a prayerful matter, always looking to the Holy Spirit to guide and direct us. And it is only then when we have a fixation in our heart concerning what God's Word is saying to us, then are we able to interpret the Scripture. And then after we properly interpret the scripture, then we evaluate the scripture. Well, what is the word of God speaking to us? What is it speaking to me? What is it telling me that I am to do? What is the word of God saying that I am to do that I'm not doing? And how do I go about? And this is the last part of our of, of studying the scriptures. How am I going to apply the scripture to my daily life? Do I need to make changes? Yes, I do to make changes. Well, then by an act of faith, I make that change right now. Amen. So we observe the scripture. Then we interpret the scripture. Then we evaluate the scripture. Then we apply that scripture to our life. And if we'll observe this pattern and if we'll do it on a daily basis, then we'll always stay in line with the Word of God. And if we're staying in line with the Word of God, then we're going to have the witness of the Holy Spirit, praise God. And what that does for us, see, it opens us up to the windows of heaven being poured out upon us. God is not going to bless a pattern that is not authored by Him. Amen. See, the Bible sets forth patterns, patterns of faith, Patterns of cleansing, patterns of Holy Spirit infilling, patterns for us to follow along in our daily life, not only on an individual level, but also on a group level. Think about your church. God has set patterns for the church to follow, for the elders in the church to follow, and for the church members to follow. And they have to be in line with the word of God if God is going to be able to bless in a full capacity 
that which he desires to do. Now, if we're not following the word of God accurately, but we are the children of God, God is going to bless us as much as he can. But we are not going to enjoy the fullness of the blessing of God if we're not actually following and accurately following the word of God. We have to pay pay attention to the word and to the spirit. It's the Holy Spirit that confirms the word with signs following. Now, if the signs that God says will follow them that believe are not following us, then we need to go back to the very beginning and we need to examine ourselves in light of the scriptures and find out where we have gotten off. And many churches have gotten off and they're following things that God has not prescribed for the church to follow. And that's the reason why he can't work in those churches the way that he wants to work in those churches. Amen. So if we're going to be followers of Jesus, if we're going to be his disciples, then we have to follow the things which he has said. And isn't it an an awesome thing for God through the power of the Holy Spirit that moved upon these gospel writers? to give us those things that we need that are necessary for us uh, to follow Jesus and to live a victorious life. So the things that Jesus said are not his suggestions. They are his sayings. And of course, he said to the Jews of his day, he said, why do you call me Lord, Lord, and don't do the things which I say? So it's very important for us not just to be hearers, but to be doers. And that's exactly what uh, James told us in his epistle. Be ye therefore doers of the word and not hearers only deceiving our own selves. For he that looks into the perfect law of liberty, being a hearer and not a doer, he deceives himself. He's looking in a mirror and when he turns away, He forgets what kind of man he is. And we see that. Are you one person, one kind of person in the church? But are you another person on the job? Do you profess Christ in church? But when you're on the job and works, you deny him? Are you one kind of person to some people and then a totally different kind of person when you're in church? Well, you... If that is true, then what we are is we're hearers, we're not doers. If Jesus is important to us in church, then he should be just as important to us in the world. Even though the world hates Jesus and objects to the teachings of Jesus, if we're going to be true to our Savior, then we are going to have to hold to his sayings even then, even when it's going to cost us something personally. I'd rather be a friend of Jesus than to be a friend of this world. Isn't that true in your case? Wouldn't you rather be a friend of Jesus than a friend of this world? Amen. (laughs) Praise God. Hallelujah. Well, glory to God. I have preached myself happy. Amen. All right. Getting back to our study. Verse five. Then the Pharisees and the scribes asked him, Why walk not thy disciples according to the tradition of the elders and eat bread with unwashed hands? Now, notice what Jesus says here in answer. 
And he said to them, well, has Isaiah or prophesied, uh, I'm sorry, yeah, Isaiah prophesied of you hypocrites, as it is written, this people honors me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. Notice that. This people honors me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. Now, isn't it interesting that Jesus calls these Pharisees and scribes, he calls them hypocrites. Now, what's a hypocrite? Well, a hypocrite is somebody who portrays himself to be something on the outside, but they are not that on the inside. That's why actors come from the Greek word hypocritos, and it's people who portray a part, but they don't experience the reality of it. So Jesus is saying here, you hypocrites, you Pharisees, you scribes, you portray yourself to be something on the outside, but that is not the reality. You don't have the reality of what you say on the inside. And Jesus says in verse 7, <clears throat> How be it in vain, quoting Isaiah, do they worship me, teaching for doctrines the commandments of men? Teaching for doctrines the commandments of men. See, and this is what religion has done. It's, it's taken their commandments, and we'll see this as we go along. They take their commandments and substitute their commandments for the commandments of God. And folks, that, that is just not going to work. Now, notice uh, two words here in verse 8 for laying aside. Laying aside from comes from the Greek word aphiemi, and it means to depart from. So Jesus is saying to these Pharisees, you have departed from, and you are departing from the word of God in order to take hold of the tradition of men. Now, is that what we have done? Have we departed from the word of God or the commandment of God? We'll say it this way. Have we departed from the commandments of Jesus to take hold of the traditions of men? You know, there is a tradition of men, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to get personal here. There is certain traditions that have crept into the church, and that is that men and women living together. Is that a command of God or is that a tradition of men? Well, that is a tradition of men. But it is opposing and it is departing from the commandment of God. And that's just that's just one example. Politics has taken the place of love and the service of God in churches. Social justice has taken the place of the word of God in many churches. And if we allow these things to take a place of the word of God, you know what Jesus calls us? He calls us hypocrites. We're portraying on the outside, but the reality is not on the inside. And so I said all that to say this. Let's get back to the word of God. Let's get back to observing the sayings of Jesus as his commandments and his sayings and not his suggestions. Let's, if we call ourselves Christians then let's start living out the word of God. Let's make it real. 
And I think if we begin to do that, we'll see a dramatic change in our life, both in the authority and in the power of the Lord Jesus Christ that is effective and that is alive in our lives. Praise God. Amen. All right. Now, verse nine. And he said unto them, full well, you reject the commandment of God. Notice that full well, you reject. In other words, purposely, you reject the commandment of God in order that you might keep your own tradition. So what's more important? A man and a woman staying separate in order to honor God or coming together in sexual union before they're married in order to be cool, in order to honor the tradition that men have set. We're making grave errors. Let me tell you what, young ladies. If you're consenting to live with your boyfriend, you're making a grave error. You're not following. Even though you call yourself Christian, you are not following the commandment of God. And you cannot be following the, the sayings of Jesus. Even though it is convenient for you to do that. Better separate yourselves. Better live holy for God. It's better to live holy for God than submit holy to this world. Both have consequences. And verse 10 says this, For Moses said, Honor your father and your mother, and whosoever curses father or mother, let him die the death. Now, this is another example, and I want us to see this. But you say, if a man shall say to his father or mother, it is korban, that is to say, a gift by whatsoever you might be profited by me, he shall be free. And you suffer him no more to do for his father and his mother. You make the word of God of none effect through your tradition, which you have delivered, and many other things you do. Now, korban means gift. And it is that the, the leaders of the temple, they allowed a son to take the money set aside for the care of his father and mother and to give it as a gift to the temple. Whereas later in life, he would be able to redeem that and just cut his mother and father off. So they're on their own. And yet the word of God says that we are to honor our father and our mother. That means we're to honor them in their life. That means if they get to the place where they can't take care of themselves, we are the ones that take that responsibility on ourselves. And see, in this whole thing that Jesus is talking about here, it all revolved around money. I'm telling you, the love of money is the root of all evil. We need to come to the place to where, yes, God will, God will bless us financially. There is no, absolutely no doubt about that. But if we lust for money and we lust for power, we're moving away from the gospel of Jesus Christ and we're moving towards the God of this world because that is what he is all about. He is all about power and he is all about money. So by dedicating to the temple that which was necessary for the use, for the care of a man's mother and father, he absconds from his duty to perform that which the commandment tells him to do, honor father and mother. 
And so he breaks the commandment of God with the approval of those who were leading in the temple. You see, and that's a grave error. That's a grave sin. So verse 14, Jesus says this. And when he had called all the people unto him, he said to them, hearken unto me, every one of you, and understand. There is nothing from without a man entering into him can defile him, eating, eating food with unwashed hands. But the things which come out of him, those are they that defile the man. And then he says this, if you have ears to hear, let him hear. Well, <clears throat> the Pharisees and the scribes aren't hearing. The disciples heard, but they don't understand. Verse 17, and when he had entered into the house from the people, his disciples asked him concerning the parable. And Jesus said to them, are you so without understanding? Do not you perceive. Now, Jesus said this because they have ears to hear, but they're not hearing. If you're in a church and you're a church member and you're born again, God has given you ears to hear. And you and I better be hearing. If we choose not to hear, we're going to stand before the Lord Jesus one day. We're going to have to give an account for everything we've done, whether it be good or whether it be bad. So we better pay attention to the sayings of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Praise God. So Jesus said, are you also without understanding? Jesus expected the disciples to understand because they were given ears to hear. And so this proves how important it is to guard ourselves from unbelief that comes to, that we're exposed to from the world and also the dullness in hearing that comes to us if we're not staying in the word of God. There is a dullness that we will experience if we don't daily devotionally keep ourselves into the word of God. And then, of course, Jesus goes on and he explains. He says that which defiles a man, he says, because that which does not defile a man, because it enters into his heart, not into his heart, but into the belly. Verse 19 and goes out into the draught, purging all meats. Your your physical digestive system has a way, amen, to expel all the toxins, amen, so that what you eat is not going to affect you unless it's spoiled. Because, but, you know, I mean, who's going to eat spoiled meat? Verse 20, and he said, that which comes out of the man, that defiles the man. And then he lists, listen to this. He lists, the Lord Jesus lists 13 things that defile a man. And I want to read them to you. Verse 21, for from within, out of the heart of men, proceed evil thoughts. Now, when Jesus here is speaking of the heart, he's talking about the spirit and the soul. Second Corinthians chapter seven, verse one. Having therefore, beloved, these precious promises, let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and spirit, perfecting holiness in the sight of God. So there is a 
sanctification process that you and I involve ourselves in. There are certain things concerning holiness that God expects us to do. Amen. Now, there are some things that God does that we are not able to do, but there are some things that God gives to us the power to do ourselves. Personal sanctification is one of them. Now, let's start again. Verse 21. For from within, out of the heart of men, proceed evil thoughts, adulteries, fornications, murders, thefts, covetousness, wickedness, deceit, lasciviousness, an evil eye, that which sees evil with the intention to do evil. That's what the evil eye means. Blasphemy. All these things come from within and defile the man. And so Jesus here, what he's talking about, he's talking about original sin. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. And to as many as receive him, to them gave he the right, the privilege to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. And if we shall confess the Lord Jesus and believe that God has raised him from the dead, we shall be saved. For with the heart man believes unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. God comes in. God dispels and destroys, paralyzes the nature of sin on the inside of us. That nature of sin it now exists on the outside. The gift of righteousness dwells on the inside. But you and I have got to guard our heart. All these things that defile a man, amen, they need to be acknowledged. They need to be renounced. They need to be broken in Jesus' name and never go back to that pattern of darkness because that will lead us to apostasy and apostasy will lead us to eternal damnation. And I know none of us want to experience that. So Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you and we give you praise and honor and glory for your word, Lord. We obey your word and we do it because we love you with all of our heart. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Do you know beyond a shadow of a doubt that if you were to die today, that you would be prepared for heaven? If you're not sure, then I encourage you to pray this prayer with me. Father God, I come to you through your Son, Jesus Christ. I repent and ask you to forgive me of my sin and cleanse me from all unrighteousness. I surrender my heart and life to you. By faith, I believe I receive you as my Lord and Savior, and I thank you for receiving me in Jesus' name. Amen. If you prayed this prayer and desire to know more about the gift of Christ that the Heavenly Father offers you, then email us at rbtc86 at gmail.com. We will be glad to answer your questions promptly and provide you at your request with materials that will help you to grow in your faith in the Lord Jesus. This is Patsy Dunning. Thank you for listening to our broadcast today. And let me remind you to tune in to this station at the same time next week to hear more of the wonderful words of life. God bless you and remember what Jesus said. It is the Spirit who gives life.